0: Uh, Welcome back to Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. We're a drinking podcast. We're the comic book problem. Shit the shit
1: out of it. it. Dun, dun, dun. And I feel like
2: the door's about to open on the Enterprise or something whenever I hear that beginning.
0: <laughs> Speaking of that, are you watching Strange New Worlds? I love it. Brian, yes. have you seen it? No, I
1: don't watch people dying in space slowly. <laughs> That's my jam.
0: <laughs> it is some of the best Star Trek I've ever seen. Like, it is it's absolutely great. wonderful.
1: No, I feel like, like, I, I've watched some of the original series, Star Trek, and I feel like, and like, I like it's it. product of its time. It's a product of its time. Yes. There are some... Re- ridiculous moments in it which i love dearly um strange new worlds embraces some of those ridiculous moments Mm -hmm. but um i feel like i have a lot of star trek to catch up on before i can watch the new star trek
2: that's fine i was i've been watching ds9 because i never finished it and they've got an episode where they time travel back and they're stuck on a station and they go through the trouble with tribbles Mm -hmm. so they're doing the troubles of tribbles episode again and it, it's hilarious but Kirk and everyone it's like it's still interacting and so but they have to not change the past and yeah someone runs into the past and their goal is they have to go in the past themselves to prevent the person going into the past from changing the past right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so all the events still need to play out in the episode so they're, they're all like off camera of the original episode left and right all over the place mm-hmm. but the greatest thing is you have Worf goes back there and the original series the Klingons originally did not look the way you think of Klingons looking to They just looked swarthy. Yeah. They looked swarthy. Yeah. And they go, they look at Warp. It's like, those are Klingons? And Warp's like, we do not talk about. (laughs)
0: yeah i haven't seen a lot of ds9 but i do say i do like cisco as a captain because he's really good but the the fun thing with uh strange new worlds is that it's technically a prequel to the original series Mm -hmm. so yeah there's some easter eggs and stuff hidden in there but if you haven't watched like all of star trek like you don't need to
2: you Um, don't need to mm -hmm. it's um joyous is the wrong word for strange new worlds i had a really tough time with discovery and Mm -hmm. As much as anything, actually, I think what all in all, it doesn't, I'm not saying it does this perfectly. Strange New Worlds is much more episodic in flavor, and it's got a lot of the original series flavor with it. So much of these modern Star Trek shows, it's a, uh, the season is a single story arc, right? And as you watch it, it's like, oh, that's what this, these 10 episodes, it's a 10 episode movie kind of a deal. And Strange New World has elements of stuff that carries over for sure, but it's not so much that. So, and the thing of it is when everything's a single arc story, you start really getting behind is like, I can't just drop in. I've got to play catch up and Strange New World's like, man, drop in that's fine
0: yeah there could be a beat or two you may not get like the i don't know if you're fully caught up are you yeah i'm fully caught up so there's been a lot of stuff about the kind of xenophobia among the vulcans with spock being half human oh yeah and and there's this this kind of intertwined story about spock with his fiance and how his fiance's parents don't like or his his fiance's mom doesn't like him because he's not full vulcan and all this stuff and it's it's been hinted at and dropped in and you see every so a couple episodes they will have like a little conversation but then something important happens in this episode and of course everything has to go wrong for Spock. Uh, But if you would only seen this episode, you wouldn't, it wouldn't have mattered if you'd seen the other episodes because it's like a guy meeting his fiance's parents for the first time and they don't like him kind of thing. So, uh, but it's, I I think it's really well done. I kind of came in late. We went through the first season to be finished before the second season started and then we've been watching the one a week which actually for more episodic type stuff like that, the one a week does work well because Mm -hmm. like you said, there's not as much to forget about as far as like, oh, well, I missed this episode. So I don't know what's happening now because this big plot point was revealed and I don't know. It works well. For yeah. What
2: it is. I think Anson Mount as a uh, Pike is oh, just yeah. fantastic. So I know he was in the, uh, Oh, the Discovery. terrible Marvel TV show. The one that no one talks about. It was, it was the promutter oh. one.
0: It was the... Uh...
2: It's coming to me. They were on the moon. Terrigen mists. Uh, Inhumans. The dog. The Inhumans! Yeah, it was the head human Black Bolt. <laughs> Anson Mount's Black Bolt. Oh, was he Black Bolt? I didn't yeah. know that. See, I didn't Anson see Mount's it, so I Black didn't care. <laughs> and he was in Multiverse of Madness as Black Bolt. Mm-hmm. You know how he like blew his brain out because when his mouth got covered up? That's Anson Mount.
0: Same guy. Okay, I didn't realize that. He's a fantastic Pike. Like He's, Dude, he's a great... So good. And you've got James Kirk in it as the young, smart-ass upstart yeah it was interesting fine the time travel episode with him was fun
2: yeah yeah it was fine but i i just watched that and I'm like where's pike yeah that's how pike. i feel so speaking of books with
1: series <laughs> Uh, that was a labored segue, but I appreciate it. Hey, it's a segway! <laughs> Let's
2: segway our way over!
1: Yeah, that was labored. Uh, hey, welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast, where we, uh, talk about things other than Star Trek. Uh, we are finishing up our month what? of Mai Tai books. So, we are, uh, reading this week, uh, a James Bond book. We're reading James Bond Black Box, which, originally when we wanted to do a James Bond book, we thought Mai Tai, Beaches, Spies, Jamaica. Water. Like, uh, yeah something like that this book has spies nothing. but does not have any meaning nothing them, else so nothing <laughs> I missed the boat on that just ever so slightly
2: little but elements we can argue yeah,
1: but um with that said we have three of us this week we have Adam we have Todd we have me I am hey how are you hey um I need to put my phone on silent um but uh so for this week uh like we said um uh, we are finishing up our book uh, our month of my ties and our recommended my time recipe goes a little bit something like this uh so this mai tai it is one ounce of lime juice half an ounce of orange liqueur quarter ounce of orgeat uh quarter ounce of simple syrup one ounce of dark rum one ounce of white rum and uh, you put that all in a mint or in a shaker, shake the shit out of it, and you garnish with mint. And, uh, Mr. Adams, since I always seem to ask you first, do you have a drinking game role for this week?
0: Uh, yeah. So mine is called Which Way Does This Go? Uh, there are a lot of splash pages in this, and there's a lot of scenes where you read left to right across both pages. It's not always very obvious, though. Uh, and so there were many times I was reading left to right, top to bottom on one page, not really as I had to read on both pages. Uh, that happened oh, yeah. to me more than once and was a little bit distracting and confusing. Um, So yeah, so take a drink when that happens to you, if it does. Okay,
2: Mr. Todd. The tropes! Every time you're reading this story and you have the classic James Bond tropes going on,
1: take a drink. Um, Okay, Uh, I will do something similar where I will do that's out of the ordinary. Every time they have sort of a James Bond thing, but it's not quite what you're used to, like you don't go to um, Q's lab, you go to his, for lack of a better term, tour bus. um, (laughs) and, And, you know, pick Stuff there, things like that, like little just differences. Um, I think are very interesting. Uh, but Todd, you're the one who recommended a James Bond book to us. So, uh, what are your thoughts? So, I'm a big fan of
2: James Bond books. I've got, I mean, if you look at my, I almost have a full calic shelf of just James Bond books down there in that corner calic shelf. A cube can confirm. Right there is the cube. There is, and I like the James Bond movies. The Daniel Craig's are great, but I even like the uh, Bron- uh Pierce Brosnan and even a fair amount. Out of the, uh, no, Lazenberry. Roger, Roger Moore. You like Roger Moore's? Dude, as a little kid, Moonraker, I watched the shit out of Moonraker.
1: So, a couple years ago, I decided that I was going to watch every James Bond movie in order. That's I'm rough. sorry. When you watch them all in order, Roger Moore is complete and utter horseshit. <laughs> like, this is young Todd. I understand, but, like, the worst James Bond movies are all Roger Moore movies. Like, I'm not blaming him as a James Bond. I'm blaming whoever was writing them when he did it like oh god moonraker was so silly like live and let die is like almost okay and then like they move on from there like there's this redneck in live and let die this redneck sheriff who thinks he's gonna try to bust james bond and then for whatever fucking reason like two movies later they have him on a vacation in like taiwan or something like that Mm -hmm. and it's like why would this redneck fuck on a civil servant salary go on vacation to asia like it's just it doesn't make any sense, other than having this dumb fuck in the middle of a a chase scene he shouldn't be in the middle of.
2: Dude, I loved Jaws, the evil henchman, and the guy with the hat. Yeah. Hot job. That throw,
1: hot job, hot, that
2: throws. Hot the, job, yeah. Hot job. Hot so, job. so, so I have a fondness for James Bond and it's, uh, there's a bias there, I recognize, still love it. The great thing about James Bond is James Bond is kind of like a burger joint, like umami burger. And it's like, here's nine different burgers. They're all variations and riffs on the burger, but they're all burgers. Burgers have patties, burgers have buns, burgers mostly have cheese, but we'll change things up. This one's with barbecue sauce, This one will throw in a pineapple, but it's all a burger. It's all tasty. And you get fries with that. That's a James Bond story every time. And you're just trying to figure out the change up and where it goes. But you're enjoying the execution because... You know how the story's going to go. You know how it ends. You know where all the high beats are. Before you even walk in, you hear, oh, it's James Bond. What does James Bond mean? It means these five things. And it's always those five things you just watch. Well, how well did they do these five things? Like, oh, they did a pretty good job. Or, wow, they missed the boat on that one. And James Bond is comfort eating for me as much as anything else there. Um, these books are a lot of fun because the movies are over the top. The books can be over the top. But you can also just have the most of the James Bond's books from Dynamite and everything thing is there are four to six issues and it's done and sometimes warren Ells did two or three books and there are four to six issues on her own but each one is pretty well self-contained unto itself and it's done so it's going i want a story that i can read start to finish and the adventure's over that's james bond and without getting in the details of black box that's that's all the stories are set up because they have to say we've got to keep it what it is but let's have new adventures going on that is the art is fine it's solid and i rather like most of them if not all of them so they've got elements from the movies play into it and they do things on their own and it goes back and forth but those are my general thoughts on that
1: yeah Okay. Uh, Mr. Adam, what were your
0: thoughts? So the two things I wanted to bring up previously was, so odd job, the little short dude with the hat, Yeah. Uh, on GoldenEye64, he was an unlockable character you could play as in the multiplayer, which is what all of us did in high school. Uh, we had a rule, though, that you could not play as him, because try as you might, you could not shoot him. Like, if you were shooting <laughs> at someone, it would auto-aim to a point so that you could at least hit their arms or their torso. Sure. It would not auto-aim to hit him. So you had to manual aim, and no one, when we were playing like that, was manual aiming. This wasn't called duty right ran around and shot things so it got to a point where you were not allowed to play as him because it was essentially cheating uh, or beginner mode so when your little brother wants to play and then can that he kicked your ass it was because well he used odd job mom uh and the other one was when you mentioned the Pierce Brosnan series the world is not enough probably has one of the dirtiest Bond jokes uh because if you recall the Bond girl in that one was named Christmas Mm -hmm. and I have no reason why and at the end of the movie everything's done he and Christmas are at a cabin somewhere and they're obviously getting it on and they're spying on them with infrared cameras and you start and like M is watching I think Q is there and uh you could see through the infrared like the body heat starting to radiate and go up from like the groin area and M was like james bond and i think he was like oh huh. and i thought christmas comes but once a year <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything else about that movie but that joke because I was like they can't say that in a movie and it was like a PG-13 movie like how do you that's
1: that's perfectly acceptable for PG-13 you didn't say anything really
0: yeah but it was one of those like yeah. you're gonna get it as an adult and not a kid so I just yeah that one is always stuck with me for some reason I have no clue why it was just kind of like huh I did that uh but Even,
2: no, so like the James Bond girl of pussy galore wasn't enough of a push for you
0: well I hadn't seen those those movies yet I'd only All seen right. the Pierce Brosnan my Pierce Brosnan was my introduction to James Bond, so sure. I had never actually seen. In fact, actually, no. My introduction to James Bond was the video game because I hadn't gone oh. back and seen any of the movies until after that. Then I went and saw Goldeneye, Tomorrow what? Never Dies, The World's Not Enough, and then I went back and watched all the the previous classic ones. So
1: I used to watch a lot of them edited for television on um, what was it? TNT would do the James Bond marathon. TNT sure. or TBS, yeah, one or of them. Would TBS. Do it. One of those would do it like at least a couple times a year, normally around a holiday of some kind. Yeah, and you, I'd watch a bunch of them. That way, but no, I I got like the the fiftieth anniversary box set with all the movies, and I don't have that. I yeah, it's it's a lot of James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's
0: actually for Prime Day that was one of the things they had was the collection of James Bond movies were like I don't know sixty bucks, but they were they were Blu-ray, and I'm snooty and want four K. So
1: oh wow, I didn't Mr. pick those up.
0: Fancy pants. I uh, know I'm fancy. uh but going back to this book, so like you said, James, I have not James. <laughs> you said. Todd. This is it's a James Bond book. I mean, it's hundred percent in line with what you expect from a James Bond movie. Uh, beat for beat, you can almost predict what was going to happen. I mean, they even had the the killer the killer great white sharks going after him, which was oh yeah, you know the trope of sharks with freaking lasers on their heads uh, was almost delivered exactly. this. you got the the, the weird ass bad guy with like the handicap that's also kind of a, uh, a strength. Mm-hmm. Um, you had his henchman, who I actually I did like the henchman a lot. I thought he was kind of fun. Um, I feel like they shouldn't have shown his face it's kind of like in signs i wish they wouldn't have shown the aliens i don't yeah, think we sure. need to see that it would it would have been more fun just to wonder um and i like the idea that hey we've stolen everyone's secrets and not that we're just gonna you know take down the world we're gonna sell it to the highest bidder or i'm gonna parcel it out so that china pays for this japan pays for this u.s pays for this and let everyone just start a huge war uh although that part almost seems dated in the sense that we we've got political leaders now who everyone knows. Does all these horrible things and no one cares. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just we've become desensitized to it as social media has come more to the forefront in the last six years since this was written. But right. I don't know if it would fully convert to today's modern times. But yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't bad for the um, the MacGuffin of the story because there's always got to be a MacGuffin with, with James Bond, right? But all that said, since I I kind of came to James Bond later in life and has never been fully as in, in love with it, Todd, as you are. Uh, I kind of wanted to see James Bond told a little bit differently, maybe. And I don't know, maybe you can tell me if the Warren Ellis run does that, or is it just very stereotypical paint-by-the-numbers James Bond?
2: All James Bond is paint-by-numbers. It's about execution.
0: Yeah, and this wasn't executed badly. Right? And it's, it's kind of funny because I right. go back and talk about by-the-numbers was, you know, this is, as this comes out, uh, Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny only came out a couple weeks ago, and uh-huh. it was a very paint-by-numbers uh, Indiana Jones movie, but it worked so well. And maybe it's just I'm, I didn't grow up as much with James Bond, or I was never as big of a fan. Like, I do like it, but it's not like Indiana Jones is for me. So maybe I was looking for something a bit different. But if you want a James Bond story, that's actually a well-told, you know, well, well-made, well good James Bond story. This is it.
1: If you want something that kind of turns it on the ear a little bit, you're not going to get that. No, I get you. Well, and it is one of those things, I think, to your point, it's kind of nice to see comic books bend. Uh, and, like, a lot of times comic books are a little bit more um, forward-thinking. So, like, it would be cool to have a comic version of James Bond that sort of shows how James Bond could exist in a, you know, post-2020 world you know what i mean like obviously this book i think is probably a little too old for that anyway but i just you know like i i sometimes wonder how in the current political climate and uh and like with just politics and gender politics as they are now how james bond survives is a big question for me you know
2: sure no time to die was an interesting entry yeah that so was asking some of those questions I'm not saying it answered them well yeah but it was. and that's also a common trope of james bond is what is the james bond of today we're not in the cold war anymore yeah what is james bond good for today yeah. i mean that was basically the uh one of the big premises of skyfall yeah right it's like dude, your old hat, your time has passed you by. You're no longer what's yeah, needed. you're a dinosaur at this point. You're market. a dinosaur, right? As another, you know, and like, well, there's still times and places.
0: Yeah. But see, so. I, I'll also argue the fact that with Indiana Jones, going back to that again, was that yeah. his big thing is in the, the best movies, he's fighting Nazis, and they managed to bring the Nazis into the modern, story. Now, again, modern based on the time period of the book, or the movie. They still managed to do it, and but like you said, it's kind of like, you know, with the Cold War being over, you are that relic, but could it have been brought to like brought to fruition in a different way? I don't know. Um, and actually, I didn't see the last James Bond movie. I just realized I need to go back and watch that. Uh, it is
2: so much better than the Daniel Craig
0: movies. Are- Spectre, I have a similar complaint
2: with Spectre as I do with Star Trek Into Darkness. And um, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness was like my most hated movie of the year when it came out. But Spectre was not great. It was not good. Uh, Skyfall was home- James Bond as Home Alone. Uh, see, I love I
0: Skyfall. So- I
2: really like Skyfall. Shot beautifully. But what's the third act? Home Alone. The ho- third act of Home Alone and the third act of Skyfall is the same
0: thing. So we need to put them next to each other and play uh, Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, both are solid movies for what
2: they are. But you take a look at that. I mean, Casino Royale was great. Quantum of Solace, okay. Uh, after Quantum of Solace, you came out, well, it was Skyfall then.
0: Oh, man, then we true.
2: had Spectre, which wasn't good. And No Time to Die was pretty good. The challenge, what Spectre did, is Spectre went, all of the Daniel Craig James Bond movies, oh, these were all tightly interconnected. Don't you see? And they tried to retro a universe thing cohesive on top of something that wasn't necessarily there. Um, among other things. And they also
1: that, use an existing villain from early James Bond movies that really has very little bearing. Right. And He's a has, name that shows up like twice.
2: Right. Well, the villain, and what my problem with it is, so little bearing, the guy says, I know you call me this, but I, I go by Blofeld. And they're like, oh, it's Blofeld. But they're like, and? The name doesn't really mean James Bond. It goes by Blofeld. All right, Blofeld it is. Kind of a deal. So it doesn't have any of the, oh, it's this big bad or this person. And they try to tie things from the, it just did it poorly. It was a fan service moment with in-world ludicrousness. Kind of a deal. And I'm like, this is breaking the logic of the own movie to pull that off. Is where
0: um, that is. So I take it back. I did watch No Time to Die. I just completely forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I just went back to look at it. And I was like, I, I remember it was the Rami Malek one. I was like, oh, I just the Rami yeah. Malek one. Um, and also go back. The I think the reason why Spectre I did I disliked so much was because the opening fifteen minutes, that opening scene is amazing. It is so oh in gone. Mexico. It is yeah
2: fantastic.
0: Yeah, and then it's like okay, that was the high point of the movie. Like right. that was the best part. Yeah, like you don't you don't blow your wad in the first scene. Like unless you've got something that's amazing to follow it up, but. Uh, I think if, if if that would have been the last scene of Spectre, I might have been more forgiving of it, but um, and oh. again, that's, you know, with with James Bond, I, I got into it late, Pierce Brosnan was my first one, kind of like your first Doctor and your Doctor Who, who was your first sure. Bond, uh, and then the Daniel Craig ones, they've overall been fine, but mm-hmm. for me, you know, uh, Casino Royale's great, like you said, Quantum of Solace, Yeah, I love that. That was Hall. shot
2: during the writer strike, was the challenge of Quantum of Solace.
0: Yeah, which is why we're so happy that they're still filming Deadpool 3, Um, or they've stopped now, but they were, uh, <laughs> but i don't know it just it's maybe it's just because i did james bond's never been like my thing like i love spy movies i i do enjoy sure. james bond but maybe if i would have been more invested in the character and the mythology this would have resonated more which again isn't to say it's bad by any means it's just maybe just not a sure. cup, cup of tea so. yeah okay,
1: okay uh cool um i don't know if i have anything to add to that to be honest with you Except for I d- the
0: fact oh I say I did like the scene when they fought the the henchmen when it was in that forest of the dead where mm-hmm. people go that was actually a really ch- kind of creepy and well- set mm-hmm. up uh location for that fight to take place I did, yeah I did think that was well done so
1: yeah there's I mean there's a lot of cool stuff this I think the, the 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 background of it all happening in Japan I think is really interesting and has some cool stuff that way um just in general I really like this book uh but I don't have anything that hasn't already been said to add to it so um how how about we jump into grades, uh, Mr. Todd? Three and a half stars. Three and a half stars. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, four stars. I liked it pretty good. Um, and that sounded terrible, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> pretty good. Pretty, uh, good. pretty good. Mr. Adam?
0: That's like Utah back when we were the pretty great state. Yeah. Um, I, I'm into three and a half with Todd, though. Okay.
2: Yeah. I go back to, like, I love burgers. Let's go get a burger. How's a burger? It's a burger. Yeah. There we go. That's what I wanted.
0: Cool. Depends Wh- where you go. Yeah. It does depend. Yeah. I was hoping
1: that it sparked some more conversation, but I guess not. <laughs>
0: there
1: we are out there. Uh yeah. Well, okay. So uh next week we are going to be jumping into our month. Um our cocktail of next month will be The Painkiller. Um, and so we're going to try to figure out what books we're gonna read for that. Um, and uh who knows, maybe I'll regret saying that and we'll edit it out and we'll change the cocktail entirely. So
0: didn't wasn't this originally was this or the mind eraser, which originally was gonna be our Apology to Lena for uh Aquaman month when we were going to relaunch after. No apologies married. there. No apologies, no. That is no.
2: such a solid idea. <laughs> no,
0: well, go back and listen to it. We even specifically said to make it up for Lena, we are going to do a month that, and I think we even joked it was the mind eraser or the painkiller that was going to be the drink for that month. So I'm going to send her more Aquaman books. <laughs> I'll send her the, I'll, I'll send her some new Cross books. There, there you, you go. You
1: go. Okay, well, with that being said, Lena's going to be having some, uh, some Love you, mail Lena. delivered to her house soon. Uh, so, but uh, thanks everybody for joining us, and we will see you all later. Bye! I, we had the same idea. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're still a total bitch,
2: though. <laughs> I, I really
0: am.